Conversations and Meditations. With Justin Martin. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, I've got Jess X Go with me today. Um, Jess is the founder of Life in Confidence. My understanding is after investing heavily in your personal development with more than a dozen healing modalities in your, you know, your tool bag, um, you've built a business over the last seven years that really focuses on helping people to deal with the ongoing impact of childhood traumas, other traumas throughout their lives. And with more than a thousand clients having benefited from your mentorship, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Conversations and Meditations podcast, Jess. Thanks for joining us. Yay! Yay. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> uh, so, Jess, how how did how did you first hear about my podcast? And uh, you know, I was really I got to say very impressed with the um, the professionalism of how you reached out to us, and the whole process was very slick. Uh, it, it kind of sparked some ideas in my mind of like, wow, that's how it should be done. Very clever. Um, yeah, would you mind sharing a little bit about how, you, how you've um, come to know about us? Yes. I mean, we're in the same country, but we're completely in different states. And I'm aware you're in Adelaide, correct? South Australia. I'm in Bondi Beach in New South Wales. And I came across your podcast through, I'm not sure if it was Eventbrite or perhaps I looked up that podcast in Adelaide. Sure. Something along those lines. Or maybe um, your location, Riverdale, um, host, was hosting retreats. Yes. And I looked into your website and I noticed, oh, there's a podcast um, called uh, Conversations and Meditations. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it might be a good idea if I just you know, sneak in an email to see if this guy's open to a collaboration. And um, I just felt like the message and the story that I could share with your listeners can really help them inspire them with their healing journey and empower them that trauma is not their identity yeah that's beautiful that one of the reasons why I I sat on your email for a moment or two I was like oh, will I won't I, I I'm despite a podcast etc I'm not I'm not the most outgoing of people and um, as, as our marketing coordinator, Paula would attest, you know, getting me to be the face of something is, is challenging because I tend to be a little camera shy, a little gun shy. Um, but after sitting on it for maybe three or four weeks, it just percolated in my mind and I started to sort of see for myself the, the, the shared vision in a way and, and a similar a similar desire to see people uh, reach their potential and a similar desire to see people free from from limiting behaviors and limiting factors and and being more empowered and it was because of that i thought you know what i think already i could learn a lot from you having seen how professionally you went about approaching us um which was what really stimulated me to go you know what let's let's meet jess and and see what she has to share so uh, i appreciate you reaching out thank you for that thank you for accepting the invitation yeah it's nice <laughs> and, and i figured at yeah, worst case scenario i'm making you friend yay <laughs> 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 if nothing better comes from it, then great. I made a new friend. I'm happy with that. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I see that as a best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, good, good call, good call. Um, 
So Jess, look, if you wouldn't mind starting off with a little bit about what your current activities are, what your current projects and passions are, um, and, and then we'll go, kind of go from there back to the journey that, that got you to this space. Um, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your current business and, and what's keeping you uh, smiling and getting up each day. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you for asking, Justin. And uh, I guess I, what I do is I help a highly driven, burnt out, heart-centered professionals to overcome the impacts of childhood trauma. And I do this by helping them to release anger and grief so they can successfully reduce their anxiety levels drug-free. Mm-hmm. I have worked with all sorts of people with different walks of life and different levels and intensities of trauma from domestic violence, sexual abuse, religious and ritual abuse Mm. to something as simple as perhaps being adopted or experiencing rejection or emotional neglect at a very young age. And this has impact and shaped their identity and how they show up in the world. And I guess uh, what I'm working with currently in terms of projects is that uh, since this year, I've been shown that I cannot keep running my business online. Mm-hmm. I have to get out, get out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and start getting back into events again. As um, the restrictions has lifted earlier this year for us, um, I saw this as an opportunity. I need to really build my reputation in my local community and start creating events. And since then, it's been an incredible experience because now I'm attracting clients locally Mm -hmm. rather than internationally and online. And uh, even though I still do both, it has opened up my eyes that you can't rely on one avenue to build your clientele or to build your business. You have to diversify. And I've learned that I have put my eggs in one basket in a certain platform that has shut down my account because Mm -hmm. they didn't agree with uh, the information I was sharing in my free webinars. Um, And for me, the way I shared my story, my message information, um, big tech is just not in alignment with it because it's all about holistic healing. And um, so I have to find a different platform and a different way to grow my business and take it to the next level. I, I can so, completely, uh, completely yeah. empathize with that, Jess. Uh, we, we're in a similar situation, you know, unnamed companies that, that so many small businesses rely on for advertising, I won't mention names, uh, have restricted our ability to advertise as well. Uh, when at the same time, I can go online and sometimes I'm advertised things which are clearly nefarious and clearly scams and clearly uh, not to the benefit or, or likely to the detriment of the people that it's being advertised to. And here we are trying to advertise, you know, uh, yoga workshops and, <laughs> and, and sound, sound baths and we're banned because we don't meet their, their community uh, standards. It's, it doesn't make sense, but on some levels maybe it does. <laughs> according to whoever created the guidelines it makes sense to them sure yeah um, sure yeah to them but not to our community that's for sure that's right uh, and so that's why we have to get back to face to face again um for people to get to know us and you know really connect with our values and our strong points and what we have to offer and that's and the right people will always come i practiced digital minimalism this year as well because of big tech and um, I got off two big platforms 
with my business and I was still able to get clients because not every client will be on those platforms. They might find me on a different platform or they might hear about me through a face-to-face experience. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's what I've learned about diversifying the way you uh, promote yourself or share your message. There's always other opportunities to do it where the right audience will find you. And um, I guess the big emphasis for me has been uh, managing and sharing my face-to-face and online events. So since I've got back into events, I do um, a workshop, uh, a full-day workshop on ancestral trauma, alchemy, healing the generational lines. And then I've been doing um, two-hour ceremonial experiences on Zoom and also in my home where people can come to my home for a vegan gluten-free dinner as well as receiving healing. So I'm changing things up and I'm playing what works and what doesn't. And it's really great to see um, who's drawn to these experiences. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Like you say, if you, if your vibe attracts your tribe, they reckon. And if, if you're out there putting out that vibe, I, I think it's uh, undeniable. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter about which of these platforms, whatever, whatever rules they want to kind of introduce, there will be a way to connect with the people that you need to connect with. And uh, I think that's a really powerful, powerful thing to remind people of. Yeah, definitely. And recently I've been collaborating with um, a men's podcast in Dubai and a men's group um, in Sydney. And I've listened to one of your podcasts that you are wanting to start a men's group, but the intake is really low. Sure. And um, my experience is quite the same as well. I mean, I've collaborated with two different men's groups in Sydney and it's always a small, intimate setting compared to a women's circle where yeah. you can get yeah. heaps and heaps of women come in because they'll invite their girlfriends and their girlfriends will invite their girlfriends because that's how women operate. But with men, it's like, you know, I want to do this by myself. Yes. Um, and so when I come to the, the men's circle uh, last weekend where I co-facilitated and did some trauma healing with the feminine wounding, because men have the feminine wounding with their mothers and ex-lovers and the feminine movement and how it really has impacted them, how to date, how to be in a relationship with a woman. It's so confusing. And um, what they shared in the men's circle and also working with uh, previous male clients, it's very much the same. And it helped me to open up my eyes even more with what men are going through and it's different experiences with what women are going through. So I find that very fascinating. Mm, yeah, it is. It is a, you're very right. I think, uh, I, I'm very, I feel like I'm very fortunate. I, I'm in a very feminine environment here. Riverdale is, is, as you suggest, you know, men on the ground are, is a thin commodity. Um, most of our events are put on by women, typically for women, and certainly attended by women 90, 99% of the time. Uh, so I'm very fortunate that I've kind of um, been allowed into that sanct- sanctum in, in some ways. I've even participated in women's circles. I mean, I'm not sure how many men can, can <laughs> claim to have done that. Um, but it is something that I see as a, as a real personal challenge and as a, as a real driving force is I would love to create opportunities and I'm still trying to discover what, what the correct environment needs to look like for it to be attractive to men to step into with, with confidence. Um, and obviously it doesn't need to look like a feminine environment. It doesn't need to necessarily look like 
a women's circle. It's a men's circle. It's a totally different thing. Uh, but I'm still trying to work out what that formula is to, to be attractive to people to, to come where we can, we can honour the fact and respect the fact that uh, there is innate aspects of us which in some, in some ways are in conflict to, to current um, community requirements of us. And finding the balance between those things and harmonising those things, I think, is a, is a real challenge for a lot of men. It's, it's something that, that I'm motivated towards very much. Yeah, I feel with men, it requires uh, that level of trust for them to attend to a men's group, to be vulnerable and share themselves authentically. Mm. And uh, that's what I've experienced. Now I've invited a, um, a male client to come along to the men's group and he wanted to cancel and back out a couple of times. And I had to call him in on that, mm-hmm. you know, look into the resistance as to why you fear this masculine energy. Mm. You know, this is the perfect opportunity for you to work with that resistance because you won't get that anywhere else. Also, I will be there. So there will be a female presence and I am going to be vulnerable with you and all of the other men there um, to provide that safety and support. I'm not interested in being this extreme feminist woman, Mm -hmm. putting men down and saying men are dogs and stuff like that. I used to be like that in the past because of my unresolved Uh, wounding with my father and it's not until I started to do this work in healing my traumas I started to see men differently and it has allowed me to have so much more respect and compassion and love for men and to help them with their trauma recovery journey as well that's beautiful (laughs) but (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that maybe as a result of this somehow we may be able to collaborate in 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 a way to bring this maybe you can mentor me to to be able to offer it here in South Australia, obviously it might be unlikely for you to be here in your own personal attendance, but maybe as well. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Never in say the never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I'm considering perhaps next year I might travel interstate um, to expand my connections. And I'm also thinking about possibly speaking again at Mind Body Spirit Festival in Melbourne and Brisbane next year. That's yeah. what I'm thinking because I've been doing it in Sydney. Yes. So um, I am. So I will consider it. Sure. Yes. Ah, beautiful. That's great. So what, what other aspects are you, you currently working on, uh, Jesse? You've spoken about your uh, connection with a number of men's groups. I imagine that you're doing a lot of work with women as well. Um, one, one thing that really caught my interest, and it's because it, it's uh, something that I'm, I've only fairly recently been introduced to, and it's this idea of um, galactic galactic connections and things like that that as soon as I read that in one of your bios I was like I'm definitely going to ask you about that is is that something that you're still presently working with um and and yes. could you describe what that is to people who, who aren't aware yeah sure thing wonderful so uh, I use a blend of different healing modalities to create a trauma recovery process because it's not a one-size-fits-all and that's how clinical therapy or mainstream therapy approach it. And this is why people or patients aren't getting results. Some people do, but a lot of people don't. And that's why they come and see me. And so with galactic healing, I find it takes my clients to the next level because when we work with trauma, it can get very dark and heavy. And it's, I I don't feel it's healthy for someone to stay in the dark too long. And that's my personal experiences as well. 
when I hired a male facilitator to help me with this. And I found that he kept focusing on my darkness and not um, bringing light to who I really am. Yes. And that's why I said that trauma is not our identity. It's just simply an experience. So with the galactic healing, the way I've been trained is to anchor in the energies from the stars. Uh, and some people may know it. Some people may not know it. Each star system, there's different beings just like us living on those stars. And um, uh, our soul has been reincarnated from the stars into this human form uh, to heal whatever it is that we need to heal or to deliver a mission to raise the consciousness and the vibration of humanity and this earth. So it's really up to you if you believe in that or not, or you can just take that with a grain of salt. And so uh, I work with these energies from the different star systems to provide healing for my clients to raise their frequency and to raise their consciousness. And people have experienced incredible results. They felt a shift in their being or in their consciousness or something has shifted in their um, mental health or their body, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I've received incredible feedback. I remember hosting an in-house ceremony on ancestral trauma clearing at my house and on Zoom. And one of the women said that, wow, the next day my period pain is gone. Mm -hmm. um, the other woman says, I couldn't sleep at night because there was so much energy running through me. But for some reason, I feel so much at peace with the sexual abuse that occurred wow. from my past. So yet yeah, people receive different results depending where they're at in their journey. And I also speak light language and that is the language of the soul. Anyone can speak it if they feel called to or if they're activated. I only started to speak this this year. And uh, my mentor encouraged me to speak it. And um, when I started to speaking it, as I tested it out in a women's circle, they've got results. Then I practiced it on my private clients on Zoom. They got results. And then I'm like, okay, I'm really going to go out there with this. Yeah. I spoke at the Mind Body Spirit Festival in Sydney in May this year. And um, a lot of them don't know what light language is. But one of them came to me and said, oh, my God, I felt something shifting in my stomach. Unreal. Um, yeah. Some people said I felt lighter. So I can even do a demo, if you like. Uh, <laughs> are you also a mind reader? <laughs> I, I have had experience with with light language i have um i've been fortunate enough to have somebody offer me offer me a, an experience with that uh, at one of our local festivals the enlightened adelaide festival um and it, it was really really an intriguing experience so if you're prepared to share some of that with our listeners i'd well we would all appreciate it yeah sure thing. please thank Definitely. you my pleasure yay <laughs> uh, thank you Thank you for allowing me to share this medicine with you and your listeners. So, so uh, may uh, I ask, is, is, is there some, uh, should, our, should our listeners put themselves in a particular state to receive this or just, just sit back and listen? Yeah, so I'll, I will be guiding through it. So basically you can find a spot where you feel you can take a seat, whether it's on a chair. If it's on a chair, place your feet on the ground and uncross your arms and legs. If you want to sit on the floor, you can sit cross-legged with your arms uncrossed so your body is open to receiving this alchemy. 
And uh, I will guide you through this process like as if it's a meditation and just focus on your breath. So that's how you can be present. You know, there's no right or wrong in what you've experienced. That's okay. Maybe you might want to re-listen to this podcast and see what shows up for you when you listen to it next time. Something else might show up. So uh, don't get caught up in the perfectionism of how it should feel like. Just relax and drop into it. Thank you. So when you're ready, you can close down your eyes and just take three breaths in through the nose and out through the nose, keeping your eyes closed the whole time until you come back. And just let the breath flow through you. Keeping your heart open at all times. I want you to visualize a plasma sphere, which is like a milky translucent color. And that plasma sphere is surrounding your beautiful heart. And this sphere is going to expand bigger and bigger until it's surrounding your whole body. And this sphere is going to absorb any traumatic experiences or suppressed emotions that are no longer serving you at your highest. Keep your heart open at all times. As I start speaking light language from my heart to yours and the language may sound familiar or foreign. You don't need to understand what I'm saying. What matters is you feel into the frequency as I make every single sound for you to receive this alchemy. Focusing on your breath and you can set an intention of what it is that you wish to let go and dissolve that is no longer serving you in whatever timeline that is. Focusing on your breath and breathe. Kiate kayanata soyanatara Hayana koyana sayanata kayanatara Lira kayanata soyanata Hayanata kayanata sayanatara Pleiades kayanata soyanata Kianata soyanata kayanatara Lira kayanata soyanata kayanata sayana kayanatara Serious kayanata soyanata kayanata soyanatara Orion kayanata soyanata Kianata kayanatara Acturian kayanata soyanata Kianata kayanatara Undramanen kayanata sayanata Kuyanata kayanatara
Yanata Soyanata Kayanatara. Focusing on your breath and breathe. And just let all of that energy and emotion flowing through your heart space and into the plasma sphere, letting the plasma sphere absorbing that energy, taking those blockages away from you and allowing yourself to feel lighter and lighter and lighter higher and higher and higher feeling this deep sense of peace and self-worth that who you are is enough that love is your natural state you are the light that's in your heart it is who you came here to be and so it is. I want you to visualize this plasma sphere that is surrounding your whole body, shrinking smaller and smaller and smaller until it's surrounding your heart space. And once it has surrounded your heart, it's going to shrink into a pea size dissolving inside of your heart where it belongs. And I want you to place your left hand over your heart and your right hand over your left. And I want you to visualize a rosy pink gold light streaming from your left hand into your heart, opening up your heart. And this energy is streaming unconditional love inside of you. And let that flow like a circuit let that energy flow inside of your heart throughout your whole body and your veins and your cells and recycling back into your left hand and streaming back into your heart and flowing through your body, your veins and your cells, cycling that abundance of unconditional love for yourself. And just taking a moment here, feeling into this energy, being in your presence. Giving yourself full permission to receive it all. You deserve everything by doing nothing because love is your natural state. It is who you are. It is who you came here to be. And so it is. It is done. It is done. It is done. And taking three breaths, breathing into your beautiful heart, 
and just noticing how you're feeling in your body, in your mind, and in your heart space. And when you're ready to come back, you can bring yourself back into your body, back into the room, wiggling your fingers and toes and gently opening up your eyes. I'm going back, sorry. I'm, I'm not coming back, I'm staying there. <laughs> <laughs> podcast over no <laughs> thank you for that jess I, I i definitely felt like um like a, a fluttering sensation throughout my particularly my arms I, i'm not sure i'm not sure why how what but uh, definitely I, I was feeling some vibration through my arms in particular and my heart as well but uh, thank you for sharing that with us all Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, the arms represents the capacity to hold love. So there's something shifting in you, mm. in your capacity to hold love for yourself. I'll, I'll sit with that for a while. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so just while I, while I recompose myself and bring myself back into the present here, um, would you mind telling me a little bit about your personal story, if you're happy to share that, how you came on this journey, maybe even go as far back as, um, you know, what your previous profession was, or if you've always done this. Uh, obviously, we don't know each other particularly well, so um, as much as you'd be prepared to share, but I'd love to, I'd be fascinated to know how you've come from your, from being a baby one day to, to now being someone who's uh, able to so confidently and beautifully offer, um, you know, healings as you just did. Thank you. Um, I've worked in so many different jobs, uh, retail, corporate, pharmacy. I mean, I think I've <laughs> worked in 13 different jobs yep. um, and I couldn't stay in the same job that long. And I just felt like I needed something fulfilling, something challenging, something that can divinely compensate me as well. Mm -hmm. And every time I changed jobs, I just felt like, this isn't enough. This isn't enough. And it's like coming to a workplace, nine to five, what, sometimes longer, whatever that job is. And it's, it may not be the most pleasant experience because not everyone is on the same page as you. Obviously my level of consciousness was way lower and um, I was out of alignment and integrity with myself and with people. Uh, and uh, I, I just couldn't understand what it was that I was looking for. I just wanted something that was fulfilling. And I felt like deep down, I, I really want to work in my own business, mm -hmm. but I don't know how that would look like. And I feel this is linked with my personal path, what has led me to spirituality and uh, for me, I'm a first-generation Australian. My cultural background, I'm Chinese-Malaysian. My parents came from Malaysia. And my dad came here when he was in high school by himself. And my mum came here when she was 30. And they both wanted to get away from their families. They both came from a family of 13 each. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can imagine being in that family dynamic, very chaotic, a lot of backstabbing. Mm. There wasn't enough attention and love to go around. Uh, maybe there's this poverty consciousness mm -hmm. uh, as well. And 
so, you know, people wanted to get away from each other. Siblings wanted to get away from each other. They couldn't handle each other. And there's a sense of competition, of being loved. And uh, I felt like this was definitely passed down onto me as well, this ancestral trauma, um, fighting for love. And this is something that I'm working with myself now, with men. I've noticed this pattern that whenever I get rejected by a man and I put my heart out to him and I'm being vulnerable and I'm sharing with him how I really feel about him and where I'm at. And every time I get rejected, there's, there's this feeling of being disposed of. I'm only seen as an option. I'm not a prize in his eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I've experienced it this time around, more so at a highly conscious place and a lot more integrated, I'm seeing it from a different perspective. In the past, I would used to think, you know, men are just users, rah, 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 because I would think of my dad because my dad was a, a sex addict, a workaholic in his business. And um, I felt this sense of betrayal. He, he didn't see me and my mom as um, the prize, why we are in a family dynamic. It's more so that for him to hook up with hookers and mistresses, that gave him value. And this created an emotional abandonment and neglect and this deep sense of betrayal and hatred that I had towards him for doing that and seeing my mum suffering, um, being verbally and physically abused by him. But she also played her part too by triggering that and saying things that she shouldn't have said rather than coming from an adult place because she was deeply wounded and she's experienced emotional neglect by her mother. And uh, I guess this is the same for my father. He's experienced emotional neglect from his mother and this has created this vicious cycle of addiction. And uh, I've experienced this addiction as for myself as well. I was addicted to sex and to men because I was looking for that attention that I didn't get from my father. And I have successfully broke that pattern because of dissolving the trauma and releasing the hatred and the anger that I had with both of my parents and being the black sheep of my family, having to financially support my mother and paying the mortgage because my dad didn't want to in my early 20s. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of chaos going on in my upbringing because when you have both dysfunctional parents coming together and they're not aware of their trauma and it's not in their consciousness to receive healing or to get help, um, they're so caught up in their own pain. They act out in their pain. And this is projected um, in the marriage and it plays out in the family dynamic and the children plays that out because they role model that behavior. So that was my upbringing. And obviously that was definitely generational as well uh, because that showed up in my parents in their family dynamic and my grandparents where um, they've been neglected and being brought up in a different environment. So each generation has their own sets of trauma until one generation decides to heal and clear it up. And I feel I've really come a long way with this. And so what I'm working with myself now on a personal level is healing my father line. I've worked a lot this year in healing my maternal lineage and I have successfully rebuilt my relationship with my mother. It hasn't been an easy journey because of her behaviors, but I have to remind myself 
that she is doing the best that she can at her level of consciousness, despite not wanting to get help. Um, she does it through praying to Goddess Kuan Yin. You know, that's her way of doing it. And that's okay. If that works for her, that works for her. Um, I'm not in the position to um, guide her with her healing journey because that's her healing journey. I'm on my own healing journey. And I just need to respect and accept where she's at. So that's a constant reminder for me, as well as creating boundaries with her, that I'm not always available for her, um, because that creates this mother-daughter dynamic where I'm mothering her and she's the daughter. And to me, that's not healthy, because in the past, it's been like that, where I had to hold her. I had to emotionally support her. I had to financially support her. Um, paid for her bills and the debt um, because my dad didn't want to and um, my dad didn't leave anything for us when he died financially. Um, so we had to sell the family home because there's no way we could continually pay for the mortgage because my dad pulled out so much debt from the mortgage to fulfill his sex addictions. So a lot of responsibility that I had to take on um, throughout my teenage years and in my 20s, I didn't really feel like I was able to have fun like so many teenagers get to, like go to parties and uh, hang out with their friends on the weekends and stuff like that. Um, I just did not have those opportunities at all. I was so isolated. I was so caught up with what was going on in the household that I couldn't even um, dream of what it's like to be a normal teenager mm. and uh yeah so that's that's my journey with this and yeah right now I'm really focusing on healing my maternal uh, my paternal lineage um healing that trauma of being abandoned because I've realized you know this beautiful man has come into my life for a very great reason and it's not his intention to hurt me at all he's just being true to himself and when someone's being true to themselves, they're also being true to the other person, which I appreciate. But at the same time, it's so painful mm -hmm. because there's this sense of attachment to wanting something to happen. And it's not happening the way I want it. And that's okay too, because there's something that I need to learn from this experience that seems to be a reoccurring cycle for me when it comes to dating and relationships. And what I'm learning is that if I really want to magnetize my soulmate or a different experience instead, it may not be a soulmate, but a different experience where a man is willing to commit with me from his heart, then I need to start seeing myself through the lens of love and not from the lens of insecurities. Because I've realized I keep beating myself up. I'm my, my worst critic. When I start seeing myself from that lens, like, why is it? And why is it that he doesn't want to be with me? Am I not enough? Am I not cute enough? Well, whatever it is, I'm simply just not enough in his eyes because I'm seeing it from the lens of insecurity. But what if I switch that and start to see myself through the lens of love and, and through those lens of love, I can finally see my own self-worth that who I am is enough. Like I do have a lot to offer to a man and in a relationship but I need to start seeing that within myself first, that who I am is enough and that 
What is it that I can love about Jess that I'm not seeing right now? So that's where I'm at. That's a beautiful story. I mean, it's a it's a, a sad but beautiful story. I mean, I, I can, um, my heart was feeling for you. You know, I, I can only imagine what that experience must have been like with the father who was so distracted, let's put it politely like that. <laughs> um, uh, do you mind if I ask Jess, what was the first, um, because I, I, I feel a lot of similarities between our stories. Um, yeah, not obviously there's, there's some significant differences also, but uh, I feel like when I was a younger man and, and, a, and a, a teenager, I was very much acting almost on an autopilot kind of um, reactive input comes in, Justin reacts to that input, his reaction creates another reaction which I receive as an input and that cycle just kept continuing which was very destructive for me as a, as a younger man um, do you mind if I ask you what what was that sort of aha moment for you when you realized it was possible to break out of that cycle and and that that there were higher levels of consciousness and awareness that you were able to access with practice and and the appropriate environment um, do, do you recall that I feel like what has worked for me is asking myself the question, why have I co-created this experience? Mm. What is this experience teaching me that I haven't learned yet? What am I being shown about myself that I need to heal? Mm. I believe questions are the answers and that's where clarity can come through. When we ask our, those questions from that place, we start to shift our consciousness and seeing it from a higher perspective, seeing it, seeing a bigger picture rather than seeing it from a place of victimization, this narrow mindedness, poor me, why me, why did this happen? Oh, this person is an absolute ass, whatever it is, right? It's so easy to fall into this space. This space can serve us in our healing and this part of us requires healing in order for us to have that curiosity to see things from a higher perspective. And so I truly feel that, first of all, you need to ask yourself high-value questions because questions are the answers. And the second thing is I like to connect with the divine in me and Council of Light, our spiritual guides, our soul family, whoever you want to connect with, ask them. Ask them for guidance. Um, you know, please show me what is this experience showing me that I need to heal? Show me how I can move through this. Please show me how. Please show me if this person is right for me. Give me a confirmation. So I'll always ask uh, because that will always give you the clarity that you're looking for. And I feel like when I ask the universe um, that and also myself, I start to open my consciousness to see things differently. And that activates my own healing in my journey ahead. So I hope that serves you and the listeners in how they can go about with their healing path as well. Yeah, perfect. Was, was there a, a particular moment in time? Because I know... Well, I don't know, but at least <laughs> um, I, I can gather in my own thinking that you know, when, when you're living a, a somewhat unconscious life, you know, we, we, as I described before, kind of 
for myself, almost like an automated, but, 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 but this is what I do. So this is what I do kind of, kind of approach that there has to be something or some intervention or some occurrence that leads to a breaking, just even if a momentary break of that cycle for you to see an alternative to pierce, pierce the veil or however you'd like to describe that to go, ah, maybe there is an alternative to this. Um, I was wondering if you experienced a sort of like a peak moment or some something in your life that took you from from where you were to a, wow, now I see there is a potential. Was it a mentor, a book, uh, a particular experience? I'm not sure, obviously. Yeah, I feel those light bulb moments do definitely does require a mentor or a facilitator mm-hmm. um, in this space. There's no way that I could have got to the realizations or the level of consciousness that I am now if I didn't hire the right mentors or I didn't attract uh, the right people into my life to give me the, that guidance. And for me to receive that guidance, I have to ask for it. There's no way people will share that or facilitate that for me if I didn't ask for it. Mm. And I remember specifically, I guess, for the first time I had that aha moment was at the age of 29. I'm turning 36 this weekend. Congratulations. And uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, at 29, I was at the lowest point of my life. I was renting in a shared house. Um, I had a dress business that wasn't making a dime. Mm. I self-sabotaged my wealth where I had two positive cash flow investment properties that would have been worth millions by now if I haven't sold it. And um, I put that cash into a dress business and I lost all of my money in that. Mm. I had $100 in my bank account and I was... uh, ending a whatever you want to call it a connection a relationship or a fling with a married man who I thought was going to leave his wife for me but never did and went on to move elsewhere with someone else so I was so angry uh at that point full of hatred and um I didn't had a great relationship with my immediate family either especially with my mother and I was blaming life I was blaming this married man. I was blaming my mom uh, for my suffering and pain. And I could have got a better life if she raised me differently. I could have got a better life if she married someone else. I could have had a better life if she made better choices for her children instead of staying in a marriage just because she wanted the home. Uh, And so Uh, my relationship coach, it was my last session with her. I only had $100 in my bank account. I really had to treasure this session over the phone with her. And she said to me that, Jess, you created this yourself. And the penny dropped. I finally realized this was my reality. This was my reality. I did this to myself. No one else did. I did it because I made those choices that had got me to this point in my life where I hit rock bottom. Mm. I was in this illusion that things will get better. I will get more sales. I will make this amount of money in my dress business. Um, this married man, no, he, he would want to be with me. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, right? I was living in denial uh, because... 
I didn't want to see what I was really doing to myself. Hmm. And the reason why I was able to receive that because I was so desperate and broken, it felt like I had no other choice but to receive that message and let that message serve me at my highest. Hmm. Thank goodness you did. (laughs) Yes, otherwise I would be a homeless person by now. Sure. Or dead. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. No, that, that, that's one thing that always fascinates me is that idea of, um, and, and not, not that I attempt this because I, I realize it's a futile attempt to try and when, when you see someone, I've got friends of mine who are, who I believe are living the experience that I just described, you know, they're, they're living an automated life. They do this because they do this because they do this. Um, and, wishing for them i guess on some level an opportunity to just show them for a minute that you could change this with with intention and with um presence and with guidance and a path provided to you or at least discovered by yourself but it seems that you know i'm 46 now i'll be 47 in only a couple of weeks so we're we nearly nearly share a birthday um <laughs> Only a decade apart. You must be a Virgo. No, I'm actually a Libra. I'm the 25th of September. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, look, I, I, I've witnessed some of these people who I've been friends with since since high school, and they just keep running on that treadmill, and I, I'm always kind of just in anticipation, waiting for them to have an aha moment that you know you could change this. It, it, it fascinates me to see what it takes sometimes for people to have that experience. Um, I know what it took for me. Uh, I was very fortunate in it. It didn't take a rock bottom experience for me to to waken up to something. It was actually quite the opposite. It was like an almost a, a rapturous moment of ecstasy and joy that that awakened me to, ah, oh, shit, this is the real thing. <laughs> this is it. Not what I've been experiencing for all that time. Um, and so, yeah, I'm always fascinated to hear when people have made it, that transition into a more conscious way of being and living uh, what it was for them. So I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you for sharing your experience. I don't think I've heard of it that way, you know, awakening your consciousness or having a realisation through a positive experience. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm ridiculously, annoyingly fortunate. <laughs> My wife reminds me every morning when I spring out of bed like as if it's the most beautiful day that ever existed. And she's like, uh, it's six o'clock, turn the light off. You know, and I'm like, come on, babe, <laughs> let's get to it. <laughs> I'm irritatingly positive, I admit that. <laughs> uh, you're her alarm clock. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, like it or not. <laughs> it's uh no thank you for that Uh, also look um would you mind telling me a bit more about about what your intentions are now so you know we've we've managed to to take people on a bit of a journey and and i really appreciate getting to know you better jess um where we i understand that what you've been working on currently a bit of the history as to how you've come to to be inspired to be in this position now and do you mind if i ask where, where do you plan to go from here i'm just conscious that 
typically my podcast goes for around an hour, so we've got maybe 15 minutes left, and uh, I thought it would be worth spending a good portion on the future. Um, so would you mind sharing what your aspirations are for now and your big dreams and maybe even a vision for the world if you dare dream that big? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. In yeah. 15 minutes, <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It will be less than 15 minutes. Sure, that's with, fine. With, with the future, uh, with the future, I, I like to go with the flow. I mean, there is some ideas that I have in mind, but it, it changes all the time because I'm always changing. And so I like to go with the flow and be shown what's guided to me. In terms of future projects, um, I'm planning to run a virtual and face-to-face -face retreat at the same time in November, and it's called Transforming Trauma. So that would be an incredible uh, three powerful day experience of metamorphosis. So uh, I'm really looking forward to launching that uh, and also collaborating with people in sharing my experiences and facilitating in healing childhood trauma. Um, I had a yoga holistic studio reaching out to me from a different suburb in New South Wales, wanting me to facilitate a childhood trauma workshop. So I'm really excited about doing that next month. Um, fingers crossed, I'll be speaking at Mind Body Spirit Festival again next month. Um, potentially I might be collaborating with the same men's group again. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Sure. And I feel called to be hosting my own childhood trauma workshop as well, possibly early December. Uh, so that's what the projects are lining up for this year. In terms of long term, I'm considering writing a book on trauma, but having a different perspective around it. Um, childhood trauma, generational trauma, healing it from a higher consciousness uh, through connecting with our guides and also understanding trauma on a deeper psychological level to help us understand ourselves better and to use this information to empower us. And we can apply this information when we're interacting with other people so we can start seeing them, oh, this is why they're operating this way because of this trauma, because I can recognize that just because of the information that was being shared in the book, rather than taking it personal and saying, oh, well, that person is just a real dick or whatever it is, mm -hmm. but see, see beyond that and, and see why they're operating it from that way. Because, you know, we have operated from that level too, once upon a time. So I feel called to write a book. So um, we'll see how that goes. Mm. That's a long-term project, obviously, sure. because that's going to take a lot of time and trust within myself and let spirit write that book. In terms of humanity, um, I guess what I like to see in terms of the big picture uh, is I would definitely want to take my work internationally face-to-face. So doing a, a, a tour, perhaps it's a workshop tour on healing ancestral trauma. Maybe it could be a retreat experience. It could be a childhood workshop experience as well. Uh, so that's what I want to do long-term big picture to take this experience interstate and internationally, raising the consciousness of humanity that trauma is not your identity, that the 
true essence of love is who you really are. And it's about harnessing and cultivating it on a daily basis so we can raise the vibration of ourselves and of other beings in the world. And this can create a safe and loving place for humanity, for other beings on this earth mm. and for the world. That sounds beautiful. I really appreciate your time, Jess. And I hope that Riverdale and, and myself can play some role, particularly in, in maybe bringing that interstate dream to, to fruition. Uh, I'm not sure. Do you know much about Riverdale? Have you have you seen much about us? Um, my understanding is from your website is that you host, or you and other facilitator host uh, holistic experiences so you've mentioned yoga, meditation, women's circles. So anything that supports the community mm -hmm. with their healing journey. Yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, maybe if you uh, d decide to do a bit of a, a tour of Australia and you, you see South Australia dropping into that, that vision, you know, let us know, stay in touch, and uh, we would love to collaborate with you. you know, introduce you not only through this podcast but through other marketing avenues yeah get let's get something happening here it would be fantastic that's amazing i would love to i have two clients in adelaide okay so oh, um, i probably know them it's a small town <laughs> <laughs> yes i can definitely let them know when i'm in adelaide yeah brilliant for sure well we, we would love to collaborate further um certainly if you've got any upcoming events that you'd like to share you know to our audience through this podcast just feel free to reach out at any time was there any last things that you'd like to address before I, I wish you well and, and say goodbye? Uh, I guess um, if anyone feels called to heal their unresolved childhood traumas and patterns that's a constant in their life and you're ready to break free from it once and for all, feel free to reach out to me. You can learn more about me and my work on my website, which is lifeinconfidence.com. L-I-F-E-I-N-C-O-N-F-I-D-E-N-C-E.com. And you can find all of the information there. The social media platform of my choice is YouTube. I'm not on any other platforms. That's where I share video content around uh, resources with childhood trauma, detoxification, how you can release trauma through detoxification. And also I have uh, free healing activations there as well that you can check out. So I want to leave the audience with a message that, you know, just a beautiful reminder that trauma is not your, ide your identity, that love is your natural state and that who you are is enough. And that's all we ever want from you. That is it. Amen. That's beautiful. Thank you for that, Jess. Uh, I will make sure that we put any, any links that you like in the description of this podcast so people can easily find you. And I really want to give you a sincere thanks for reaching out and for uh, offering up an hour to share with our audience and that beautiful light language that you shared also. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. See you later, Justin.